0: Okay, hey everyone. This is Perpetual Podcast number three. Um, I'm excited that we're at number three already. Um, I told myself I was going to do this every week and we're doing it every week so far, so uh, I'll pat myself on the back for that. And uh, I'm excited for today because this is my first uh, interview podcast. Uh, So I got a good friend of mine, Jerry Fleming, and uh, we're at his office in downtown Langley. Um, Jerry and I have known each other for around a year now. And uh, I would say that we're kindred spirits and really enjoy connecting with each other and chatting through some big questions. And uh, Jerry loves the topic of personal growth and development. And he is a registered therapeutic counselor. um, And you can find him soon to be online with uh, his website will be within reach counseling. He's already online. So check him out online. It's Within Reach Counseling. Google him, you'll find him. Um, he's an awesome dude. And uh, we're going to be hearing some of his story of how he became interested in counseling and why he's become so passionate about it. And uh, in future episodes, Jerry's actually going to talk to us about uh, the counseling world and uh, break down some of the myths uh, of counseling and Yeah, it's a big topic, and I'm excited that Jerry is willing to sit down and and talk to me about it and uh, help everyone who listens to this uh, understand more about the profession and how it can be a really, really great tool for people to grow, which is what we're all about here at uh, Perpetual Brand. Um, So a reminder that you can engage with us more on uh, perpetualbrand.com, at perpetualbrandcanada on Instagram, and uh, you can connect with me personally on Instagram at Jason underscore uh, Okay, so that's enough of that. Let's get into the interview. Thanks for being here. Okay jerry how are you doing great good thanks for coming on i appreciate your time thanks for having me right on so uh, jerry you are the real deal you're a registered therapeutic counselor now and you've been doing this for a while which is really awesome and i appreciate that you have some expertise to to share with me and the listeners um i know you have a personal story in terms of why you have decided to become a counselor and um I'd just love for you to kind of tell us a bit about your journey your your growth journey and how you've decided to give yourself and your
1: life to helping others yeah for sure uh well, I guess it kind of started out for myself uh going to counseling myself is the thing that got me to be a counselor, and the way that kind of happened is uh, much of my much of my life i I, I definitely made, I made some poor choices in my life. Um, like through my twenties and stuff like that. I definitely had some uh, yeah, poor choices and some poor decisions uh, that left me unhappy. But I always felt like those choices um, only directly affected me. It wasn't true, but I always, I, I felt like, yeah, sure. Indirectly, maybe, you know, my dad isn't so happy or a relationship didn't work or whatever, but directly I didn't feel like my poor choices were perfect in other people. Mm-hmm. And then one day uh, a friend of mine, she called during a time, which is probably a, a little point. I was not, not feeling that great about myself and all my decisions in life. And she had, she had called to tell me that she was getting married. And I was like, that's fantastic so happy i've been friends with this uh, girl for like this woman for 20 years and um we are she's definitely one of my best friends and when she called i she said she's always thought the world of me like she's always kind of i guess put me on a pedestal not in a like uh, uh accomplishments or um to do with just she thought i was a great Person, a great human being and up to this point i felt like i was wearing mask after mask after mask like that's the way i was to the world I was just not being myself if anything i was like showing people that i was confident and funny and that i didn't care what anyone thought of me and all these sorts of things okay so i think that's
0: I think that's true of a lot of people putting the masks on, but I'm wondering, is that something that you learned from other people that were close to you growing up? Or was that something that was just a result of a lack of understanding of who you were? And it was maybe just a, this is all I know how to do.
1: Right. Um, for, for it's kind of, it's not, I could not say it's something I directly learned like that. My dad was like that, or maybe my mom was like that a bit, right? Uh, but it was it was a defense. Like the thing I learned later on through counseling, and everything. It's just defense that I built. It was like a, a smoke and mirrors. It was like, look at this, look at this guy who's confident. That's funny. That's all this. Do not look at me. Whatever you do, do not look at this person who is feeling scared and lost and alone, because no one wants that, right? No one wants to be friends with that. No one wants to be um, in a relationship with, it doesn't matter, like it's,
0: just don't look at that. So it's interesting that you say, nobody wants to be friends with that, meaning insecure, unconfident, unsure of who they are. Um, It's funny because I've perceived that as well, even just as I've grown, into the person that I am today, I think I still struggle with that perception that other people don't want to hang out with me because I don't have a quote unquote altogether. Um, Have you found, and this is probably going to come out later, but have you found that as you've been more willing to show that insecurity to other people, that's just helped you to connect with people naturally,
1: because we all deal with that. Definitely, like our, our ego, um, you know, our mind tells us that if we are that, uh, if we do show those scared parts of ourselves, those what we perceive to be weak parts of ourselves, if we show those parts, then, like I said, no one will want to be friends with us or whatever the case. But in actuality, through going through school um, and going through counseling, the thing I learned is being vulnerable and authentic and honest. Is the thing that actually attracts people to you? Yeah, for sure. I I would agree with that for sure because all of us have that feeling at some point or another, and there's some sameness. Like when you share that authentically and vulnerably to someone else, you connect. That other person like has some sameness, and I go like, oh, I felt like that.
0: Yeah, totally. I
1: totally agree. Okay, so I took you off off story a little bit. Go
0: back to you got a friend. She called you up and said she was getting married.
1: What happened? So, the moment that she told me she was getting married, I was like, "That's fantastic." But then she—I remember following it up with that. Um, like she, 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 was in Calgary, and I lived, I lived in Langley at the time, and um, she's lived in Calgary, Calgary for, for a while now. She, she has lots of friends spread out throughout Canada, and a lot of good friends. And she followed it up with. I can't wait for all my friends to meet you. I've told them so many amazing things about you. And maybe not on a conscious level, but on a subconscious level, like in your gut, like in my gut at that time, I knew I wasn't going to go to that wedding because at that time I felt so low and so exhausted more than anything. I felt so exhausted about having to hold up these masks to be something to other people just to get through life, right? That feeling. A mm-hmm. feeling of having to go to that wedding and to be this person that I do not feel like right now, not even a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I wouldn't. I knew I wouldn't go.
0: So it was it was kind of the ultimate mask. It was like the last stand for all the masks. It was like yeah, you put basically. the wall that held all the masks in place and put that wall
1: totally up. And that was the last straw in a lot of ways. I basically broke the camel's back because, like I was just, for most of my life, I've made poor choices, for sure. I made some good choices in my life too, but for, I've made some poor choices, but i always felt that they only affected me. Like, I was definitely, I grew up with the, hey, if you, you made your bed, you have to lie in it sort of deal. Right? So whatever choices you make, you have to deal with. and that's kind of the way I perceive things. And I never really looked at i really directly hurt other people with my poor choices. And in this case, I did for sure. Because I've known this girl for 20 years. This girl loved me unconditionally. She still loves to this day. And she, I knew I, I knew I devastated her. And it rocked my foundation. Because even though I was... Um, there was still some kind of foundational things that I valued myself on one of those things was that I was a really good friend and I was a really good family member and like I was a rock for other people and I could be there and I liked helping them and all that kind of stuff that was a a way of asking myself and this pushed me to look in the mirror and question the question and it was a very, very tough thing for me to do
0: so, I guess the way I'm interpreting it is the narrative that you had wrote and told yourself for all those years, it all of a sudden no longer was sustainable. It was, it was no longer a story because the main character, you, wasn't actually true. It wasn't, the, it wasn't a real character.
1: And, and I didn't even... I knew, there was a lot of confusion. Going on at the time, too. Like, I didn't quite know that I was putting off this mess and stuff like that, but uh, I, I, I sh- for sure, I, knew I wasn't something, didn't fit. Hmm. like I wasn't being myself, right?
0: And so, were you able to honestly tell your friend why you weren't going to be able to come? Yes, so
1: I told her that I was sick, which, in fact, was but i I made myself sick, like, looking back on my I with stress, and, like worrying all the time. I, I had made myself physically ill, and so sure there was saying I was sick, but at that moment, I did not tell her the underlying truth and i even, I don't think I really quite understood it at the time anyway, but um either way, it took me to go to counseling and So, I went to counseling and um, counseling really helped. It really allowed me to have some perspective and some awareness about why I'm making these decisions in my life. Right. And to have some, to be able to be gentle with myself too, to see like I'm making these decisions for good reason. Right. Things have happened in my life just like they've happened in other people's lives, that we make these decisions that aren't in our best interest but they feel like survival like they feel like a safety and so yes i started counseling i did end up talking to my friend and um i told her i was going to counseling which she thought was fantastic and i was able to tell her the truth right um that i knew from the beginning that i was going to go and i was really struggling um I also eventually ended up being like going into school for counseling. So to this day, now she says that she could change a thing. Like she thinks it's the most amazing thing. Uh she wishes that I could be in those memories, but she would rather it happen the way it happened because of how it completely changed my life. Right. Sounds like a good friend. She's amazing. <laughs> Shout out to a good friend.
0: Just before we move on, you said you had to learn to be gentle with yourself. Can you unpack that a little bit more? What does that
1: mean? Uh, It's a bit loaded. I could probably talk for an hour about that. Uh, A lot of us, I know from me especially, like for myself, I can speak for myself, that you beat the hell out of yourself. For the choices and the decisions that you make, Uh, and we focus on those decisions, right? We focus on the past, and it doesn't serve us, right? And we're so hard on ourselves that, but in actuality, there's reasons, right? That's part of the thing when you go to counseling, you start to see um, your family, and you start to see. Different things in your life that have brought you to this point where you make these decisions, why there's a fear going on inside of you that you make decisions that don't serve you. And you start to see these things, it makes it so that you can give yourself a break. Right? It took me a long time to learn, right? Well into school, that I'm human. Hmm. I could. For a long time, I could, you could make a mistake. I could be friends with you. You could make mistakes. I'd forgive you in a heartbeat. But I didn't allow myself mm. to give myself that, um, that same gentleness. So when
0: you're saying gentleness, the way I'm interpreting that is learning to Give yourself forgiveness.
1: Yes, yeah. forgiveness and also allowing yourself to, um, because forgiveness is like something that you've done mm-hmm. uh, previously, but also just being gentle with the fact that you're human, right? And that um, the stuff that you have planned for today, if you don't get done, right? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Like you're not perfect. You're not expected to be perfect. Right. And then things come up. It's it's okay. Like you're you're allowed to be human. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to make mistakes. And we don't look at them as mistakes, we look at them as faults or um, that we're a bad person. Right. When the truth is that we're mistaken. Yeah.
0: The the thing I try and remind myself of a lot is that I'm a work in progress. And what I've been learning is that mistakes are not, it's, it's typically, it's thought of as a negative word. A mistake is a bad thing. Right. And what I'm learning is that a mistake is actually in a lot of ways, it's a gift because your, your failure is teaching you something. And I think about it in terms of basketball, Um, played basketball my whole life and, I would say probably more often than not, there's a lot more failures when it comes to sport than there is successes. And, you know, you talk to any great athlete and they'll tell you that I I learned a hundred times more when I was dealing with failure than when I was enjoying success. And much of that is because when you succeed, you don't have to really put in much self-reflection because you, it was all good. everybody we're back minor technical difficulties uh, we're growing together <laughs> so, <laughs> this is a work in progress <laughs> yeah, Exactly. exactly. Um, so Jerry I want to back up in your story um, and you'd said that this, this negative experience happened this growing moment I'll call it happened with your friend and her wedding and you not being able to go and you telling her why and kind of the process of that leading you to going to counseling so talk to me a little bit about what counseling did for you in your life
1: right uh so basically what it did is it like i was saying before like it gave me awareness allowed me to be gentle with myself gave me different perspectives i gave me my power back because uh up to this point in many ways i felt like Really, I was a victim of circumstance in many ways. That there was these things happening, whether it was job or work or relationship or family. Some Most things were out of my control. And what counseling did is it it brought it back to me. It brought it back that in all of these situations, I had a choice. Hmm. And... There's nothing more empowering than that because it allows you to take your power back and to realize that uh, good or bad, whatever's happening in many situations, that those things were your choice. You chose to be in that relationship. You chose to be in that job. You chose to whatever the case may be uh, for good reason. Right. Sometimes. And so it, it, it it gave me a lot of reflection and gave me a lot of em- empowerment because then in, in my choices going forward, I can make different choices. I can change my life, right? Or I can look at the people around me and see things differently. Hmm. And so, for me, um, like one thing that about ten sessions in, we'll say, my counselor uh, looked at me one day. I was I was still wearing a mask. Like, I was learning a lot in in counseling. Uh, The the stuff I just explained, I was learning a lot. But there was a point at which, like, I I was still wearing a mask. I was still, as my counselor would tell me things, uh, I, I wanted to seem intelligent. I have always valued my intelligence and stuff. So I would regurgitate back to her somehow what she just told me. So that she was like, "Okay, like you get this, do you think that's in some way like just a
0: mechanism to have some control in the situation, sure, yeah, yeah. And, and to divert
1: from actually having to be vulnerable and all these sorts of sure. things it's yeah, sure, so and, and in this moment, in say the ten sessions in or whatever it was, um we were about halfway through something which was I'm sure was enlightened, and I reverted it back to her, <laughs> and she um. She looked at me and kind of cocked her head like she typically would um, and said to me, Jerry, you're a fraud. Mm. And um, I always give her credit. I've talked to her numerous times about this. And I always give her credit because I'm like, if you had to say this to me a session before or a session session after, after, I would have gotten defensive or just brushed past or gotten upset. mm. But she didn't. She said it at the right time. And when she said it, I said, you're right. And I felt the weight of the world fall off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. All those masks that I was exhausted from carrying and holding up for other people, in which case I was doing with her. I could lay down. I could, like, for, for better or worse, she saw me. And it felt free, hmm. it felt like freedom. Sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah it was <laughs> a, break, a big breakthrough for me. It was very, a very pivotal point in my life. So
0: I'm curious how long ago that happened, roughly?
1: Uh, I'd say five or six maybe years ago.
0: So, so your life, so I, if you're thinking pre-awakening, I'll call it, or pre-transformation moment to post-transformation moment. And today would new Jerry recognize old Jerry? Yeah. Still a lot of things that are in there that, you know, that's
1: just residual. It's always going to be there. Yeah. Cause like I, uh, like I'll, I'll be 40 this year. And so for, you know, you know, say, say it was six years ago. Right. 34 years or let's say 30 or 25 or whatever years of my life I had certain habits, I had certain defense mechanisms I had certain ways of doing things to protect myself so in life those things still come up it's not as if things go away because I've done a bunch of work on myself those things come up they just don't affect me the same way as they used to Mm. Um, I don't get stuck like I used to I um, the counselor put it perfectly um, when I w- was first going to see her, because I, I remember asking. Her at one point. I thanked her at one point. I'm like, I can't, like, I can't wait to be where you're at. Right? Which I've had people say to me is, and um, yeah, yeah like when I said that to her. She chuckled, and her what she said was perfect. She said, "The same things that come you come up for me." It's just where things that typically took me weeks to get over take days, and things that took days take hours, things that took hours take minutes, and sometimes something comes up and you recognize because you've done enough work on it and you have enough awareness and you can just look at it and brush it aside, right? Mm -hmm. Even though that's something that would really trigger you before and upset you and cause you to beat yourself up right right and i'm still human like those things still come up right and sometimes i do get stuck and sometimes i do get down on myself but i've got enough tools now right i've got enough tools in my tool belt to lean on and that's what counseling does in many ways it gives you tools that you can um use in your life to be able to not believe those things that aren't true, those beliefs that we've created so long ago that we are not lovable, not worthy, not important, um, or whatever that Mm. your belief system is. Mm. So
0: counseling was A, a place where you could, in confidentiality, begin to pull the onion layers back. To the point where it wasn't about the counselor it was about you getting to a place of exposing yourself to who you are
1: yes um to the to a point it is, it is important to have the counselor and the way that it is very important to find a counselor and this takes time but to find a counselor that you have good rapport with and that you feel safe with uh, I would never, if someone comes to see me and they don't come to see me again, I don't take it personally because I've done enough work and I've done enough workshops and I've done enough things that it is so important that that person that you see uh, on a weekly basis or whatever it is, that you can be authentic, that you can be naked, you can express yourself unapologetically. And if you're holding things back because you're not comfortable, that's not going to serve you. Mm. And I would speak to that if I had a if I had a client who I felt that with, then I would discuss it with them. And sometimes, um, if you go see a counselor, it doesn't mean that counseling is not for you. It means that 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 counselor is for you, and it doesn't mean that that's a bad counselor. It just means that it's a it's, a, it's an important connection. Mm. There's a lot of trust that has to be there you to uh, strip down those masks, right? And start looking at what are the things that are causing me unhappiness in my life. Okay, so
0: as, as you're saying that the importance of the relationship with the counselor, I'm kind of thinking, well, some people aren't in a position personally where they would be even open to stepping into a room with a counselor and having an honest, authentic relationship with that person—is that fair?
1: That's very fair.
0: So, it counseling timing in a person's life probably has a lot to do with how effective counseling even has an opportunity be. to be.
1: Yeah, like I've I've heard of, and I haven't had it personally happen to me, but uh, I've heard of people coming to counseling and sitting down and saying uh so how how many sessions is this going to (laughs) take like it's a mathematical equation or something um to a lot of people it seems like a you know a a legit question and the truth is uh, it it all depends on the person right it's whatever you bring to the table is on like if you're withholding things and you're not being honest and authentic and transparent, right? You're only hurting yourself, right? That counselor can only work with what you're giving them. And if you're withholding things because of shame, guilt, and or whatever else, then it's not going to serve you. You, you want to be in a place where that person doesn't know you, right? Like, as a counselor, I went to school and I, I learned how to be, like, they teach us how to be um, objective, right? To not take things on and to, um, there's no judgment. I've heard doing so, uh, many, many workshops and heard so many different stories in my life that, and none of them have I looked at and been like, wow, that person's, you know. They're unsavable. Save. They're a hot mess. <laughs> like I've, I've, I've witnessed the transformation for so many people. And I've, you get to, when you get enough experience that way, you start to see people as innocent. You see, you get to see people's innocence mm-hmm. and you know, see the reasons why they're doing things. Mm-hmm. And that it's, your the behavior doesn't make you a bad person. They're bad choices, right? And it's it's not to, for anyone out there who has had something horrible happen to them, it, it's not taking away either what's happened to that person, right? Because we're not excusing behavior, right? There's a lot of behavior out there that is not okay. Mm-hmm. There's abuse and a lot of stuff that goes on out there, and, and, that, and that's not okay. There should be accountability, and sometimes there can't be from that person. Um, but there's, there's a reason why we do the things we do. Huh? Okay. We're going to take a break,
0: and we'll come back from our conversation in a minute. Okay. Okay, everyone, that was part one of my conversation with Jerry Fleming. Part two is going to be up right after this one. So uh, flow right on into that conversation and the continuation of this if you'd like. Um, reminder, you can find uh, find Perpetual Brand at perpetualbrand.com, on Instagram at Perpetual Brand Canada, and you can find me, Jason Kiekstra, at on Instagram at Jason underscore keekstra that's K-E-E-G-S-T-R-A, and you can find me on Facebook as well. Thanks so much for taking time with us today. We'll see you
1: at the end of the next one. Bye.